so Ron, um, uh, one of my, uh, uh, I would say one of the bigger, uh, trending, uh, Instagram personnels came back, uh, recently. I want to say maybe a couple of weeks back. I just saw a post, uh, but Chromas, you know, she's back. Chromita or something like that. Is that what she calls her? Chromita? <laughs> hey, I, I, I don't know, man. I It's always weird how these, um, everyone in the media, they're always willing to change their name so frequently, so many times, right? One minute they're little, then, they're, then they take out the little, and then they're just going with that second part of their name. But with, Chrom- with uh, Chromas, I just saw the post, and she's dressed up. And like a and like a pencil skirt type of dressing, and the question was, how would you feel if she was your teacher? And <laughs> I was laughing because I could just imagine. Well, I read the comments, and a bunch of guys were saying that how they would never miss class. They would be a straight A student. It, it's crazy. It's crazy what, um, what certain things drive people to be successful or to even better themselves even though they know what they should and shouldn't do they still sometimes do the opposite so it's 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 crazy well with school it's always nice to have some sort of motivation i did find school somewhat boring you know at times so if there's something that gets you going to school you know that's i guess a good thing and if it's her, if she was your teacher, I guess that could be perceived as a good-ish thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're probably only doing good in one class, if that's your motivation. Oh um, yeah, I I guess you. I guess her only purpose is from kindergarten to grade eight, because you have that one teacher for the most part. The whole day, eh? But like, if you're in high school, it's only one course, so you're definitely failing. So I I get it. Maybe if she's uh, and if you're younger, then it works better. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. But have hey, you, shout out, she, she's uh, back. So, have you listened to any of her music? Like honestly, have you? Um, I won't lie. I typed it in maybe once just to hear, just to hear it on Spotify. But no, I'm I'm not like an active listener. Are you? No, um, okay. I've listened to like one or two, but like I, I can't honestly remember the titles and I, I haven't listened. I was just curious about what your your thoughts were on her music. Hey, she has a flow, though. I like I like her flow. I, I like that little, you know, it's kind of it's that it's that new like I like that that it's more rap than the. Timida, Timida, the the mumble rap, right? Like they're actually rapping now, but it's a little bit too, too hood, too thug, you know. Let's bring it back to that J Cole, Kendrick Lamar type of style, right? But some people have a different vibe to them, you know. Like there's certain people that rap about that type of stuff. There's certain people that rap about uplifting stuff or positive things, you know. Like there's just different types of rappers, and they have their their target audience, I guess. So then they just stick to it. And um, with the mumble rap comment, I feel like certain regions focus on different types of things, types of things, right? So like, I feel like Toronto is not really truly like a mumble rap area. No, it's not. Toronto, Toronto's on that. Yo, our flow is nice, Ron. The way how we, cheese the Toronto flow. The hey, auto tune was getting out of control, though I have to say. The auto tune? Wait, wait, what do you mean? You should listen to a lot more Toronto music, man. Auto tune is a serious thing in the music out here. Really? I, I, huh? Okay. Okay. You know, it was always, it was always when it came to uh, Toronto rap, it was always about you know the the making the money and and the guns and everything but now they're they're becoming more creative right and the female rappers i'm not gonna lie there was this one female rapper 
I apologize. I don't know her name, but apparently her and Drake, some type of connections. And then her name, I think it's like, ah, oh, the name of the song starts with the letter M. I think it's like Munch or something like that. But, yo, her flow is popping too. So shout out to these female rappers. You know, they're they're on a come up, you know, and I guess they get this from, you know, the, the Cardi B's, the Nicky's, the Beyonce's, the Rihanna's. Um, even even Shansia too. So yeah, Doja Cat facts. I feel that like anyone can rap. You know, like let me take that back. I don't think anyone can rap. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been yeah, around, yeah, yeah. but I feel like like there's a females can be good rappers too. I feel like the um, because we weren't used to seeing so many. I guess back in the day, it's something that we didn't really think that they were that good at except for this the few that were there but now like you know we're in a different time and more women are rapping there's a lot of good ones like one of my favorite ones was like dej loaf i don't really hear much music from her like she was really good um so or she is really good i don't know if she's still rapping but um yeah like there's a lot of good rappers out there so don't you should dabble in a little bit more the types of things they rap about, that's the thing that could throw me off depending on what they're rapping about. Oh, I was just about to say that because sometimes I can't relate, right? Because I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes in music, they talk about um, what they would like to do with the other race, with the other, I almost said race, with the other sex, right? And if they're talking about a guy and I like females, I can't relate to that, right? I can't be singing about something that I can't relate to, right? And it could be vice versa. So that's why it's it's a little bit more difficult for um, girls, female rappers to get that male audience, right? They could be rapping about nails, right? I don't, I don't do my nails, Ron. So like, I, I won't be able to to rap on, I do my nails. Nah, I can't do that. I'm sorry. And that's the thing about the content, you know, to some degree, like for me, the music always comes down to the beat and then the lyrics or the lyrics. Sometimes it's or the lyrics. So if it's something I can't really relate to, something I can't really even think of, it's just like, uh, like I, 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 it doesn't gravitate to me. But at the same token, I do still listen to it at least a couple times just to get an idea of why everyone likes specific artists. Like, as I've gotten older, I, I start hearing more and more names and like my brother will even talk about certain rappers and I'm just like, who? And it's like, it's this new rapper that does this, you know what I mean? So like, I, I to be honest, I do try to listen to these people in order to get a sense of what it is that they're rapping about why it is that people may love them or like them and then go from there. But like you said, if it doesn't speak to me, it's probably one or two listens. That's it. Yeah, it's true. Very, very true. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of Knowledge and Nonsense, episode number 70. Big 70. A lot of things happen um with the number 70 like some basketball players scored some 70 points also uh, you guys just remember to uh subscribe rate review all those great things ron i was instructed by um two of my uh, female listeners uh that we do not start off the episode with basketball okay i i, I don't know why Right. But they always say, Mike, you guys always talk about basketball first. I want to get into the good stuff and then talk about basketball after. And I'm like, like basketball is like, good stuff. That's what Jeez. I'm trying to say. You know, but to be honest, basketball is not my favorite sport. So I can see where they're coming from. <laughs> I know that that hurts you. I'm just, that's why I'm just uh, throwing that in there. But, um, where would you like to start then in order to appease these uh fans or listeners i think I think that whole uh intimacy topic 
Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe because they 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 have read the book of um. I know it's not. It. I'm just saying it's like I'm being super random, but the Fifty Shade book. So, you know, they read it. So, you know. Maybe, yeah. This could yeah. tie into something for them. Or, <laughs> or something. There, are they actors too? Is that what you're trying to say? Because... No, but they, but they are they are active on social media. <laughs> this guy's such a weirdo. Okay, so I found uh, this article um, where Sean Bean, he's in Game of Thrones, um, made a comment on intimacy, intimacy coordinators. So apparently in Hollywood now, they have these, I guess, people that teach people how to act or they show them, the actors, how to act whenever they are filming a scene with in- intimacy. Um, the reason for it is like, you know, with the whole Me Too era, there's there's issues that women experience in these scenes where, you know, men would be groping them or their, their co-star would be groping them, stuff like that. So now they have intimacy coordinators to show people where to put the hands, where to act. And then he had an issue with this because he was saying that he used to, he did a movie. I can't remember what it was. And he had a scene where, you know, he worked with the partner and he like was respectful, blah, blah, blah. And a couple of women, including the person that acted with him in that uh, movie, had an issue with this. Um, and they're just calling it out, saying that, you know, like, this is required to avoid any nonsense happening. Um, Sean Bean's argument was that he thinks that it's not really natural. And then the women were saying that they felt that it it's the actor's job to make something that is scripted look natural, you know? And like I, to some degree I did have, I did agree with that comment. It's like, you know, like if you're an actor, you make things that, you know, may or may not be real appear real. That's something that they do. And I feel like having the intimacy coordinators does help with that, you know, showing the actor, showing us that the actors truly are, you know, good at what they do. My issue with it, and I've mentioned this before, is that I just feel that like when it comes to movies, TV shows, etc., they should just remove the sex scenes outright. You know, we get it. You know, people are going to have sex in these movies. It's part of the storyline. But like, maybe just do it in a way like subtly, like I did say before with Requiem for a Dream, where they have a quick montage, let people know this is what's happening, and then move on. We don't need to see this two-minute scene of people fake having sex, man. It's just, it's ridiculous. You have to be very comfortable to be in in the acting world right now, to be producing and recreating some of these scenes. Ron, I'll be honest, like, I don't know. I don't know. Just, Just think about, like, actors on the most part are, you know, attractive or, or actresses, right? Actors are usually, you know, for the most part, good looking people. You know, they have a big, strong fan base and people just, they're adored, they're wanted. And then just imagine like you're with someone else and then you're recreating these scenes that you're reading on a script. And we know how TV is now. They're showing a whole lot more skin, but there's still that body to body contact. It's, you know, it's it's going to create some type of um uncomfortable scenario, right? Because I know I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I seen some of those crazy clips and just like these people are naked and they have like each other on top of each other and they're like rubbing their bodies and everything and they're kissing. Ron, this is kind of this is a lot. Like yeah, like I'm, I'm, it's not necessary. Hey, 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 hey! I I feel you with that, yo. But some people, some people feel like it's necessary. They wanna, they wanna feel alive, you know. But like, I I don't know, man. Like it's, I at in the world that we live in currently, it's not worth it. You know, there's too much nonsense that could happen. Too many problems that come with it. Is it really that necessary? 
you know, if you take out a two minute scene or whatever, like just, just get it out of there because clearly there's a lot of people that have issue with it. There's a lot of people that are vocalizing it now. So then you just got to make sure that, you know, if someone has a problem with it, you're addressing their problem moving forward, man. Just stop with this, all this nonsense. It's just like, do we need to see it, you know, to get that, that it's happening? Or is it solely just to get people watching it? You know, like, come on. But do you think, do you think seeing those scenes creates a stronger bond between the, the watcher and the, and the character? What are you talking about? You're talking about sex scenes? Come on, Mike. Like, what, what is this? No, no, Ron, I'm being serious. Some people, they get so, okay. So for instance, um, uh, Grey's Anatomy, right? Uh, that doctor Gray's. I don't want to spoil it for people, but like, you know, Gray. McDreamy or McSteamy. One of ex- them. Exactly. <laughs> Females went crazy. You, Ron, you know, you know, I have heard of females actually crying cause he passed cause he died in the TV show. I, I know. And, but that show, isn't it still going on? It's like 20 years strong, yeah, man. Like it's still going on. People build bonds with these people, I guess. Like when you watch a show and you get so invested in it and then you like a certain character and then they die and the way he died was not, it was tragic too. It's like that type of stuff. People tend to feel, you know, something about it, you know? So that's something that's just natural. But like the whole, the sex scene thing, I'm just saying, like, I just feel like it causes way more problems now than it it solves. So what's the point of having them anymore? If everywhere you go, like the actors, like are saying that they're uncomfortable with it, you know, like we don't like, it's like, we don't need to show it, you know, it's just adding more time. The The only reason why I feel they're doing it is they're trying to captivate certain, you know, demographics maybe, but like at the same time, it's like, do we really need to see it? You know, like there's certain avenues you can go to if you really want to see that stuff, you know? So like, let's just. You know, leave it alone when it comes to TV. It's not necessary. I have heard of guys who had a favorite uh, porn star before, right? And I guess that in that female or that individual is their favorite because they were able to see that person constantly and over and over again. So, Ron, I think maybe by them going the extra mile, and seeing people do things that people dream of or envision or just make you know wonder now you're able to actually see it and then it creates maybe a strong bond right because that is one of the strongest bonds to have with another person right i i just feel that like it's not necessary and it's causing way too many problems we saw what happened with the whole me too era you know like if this thing is brought in there because of Me Too, it clearly was a problem in the past, and it's probably still a problem, which is why they need these intimacy coordinators. You know, so if that's the lengths you have to go to to ensure that people feel comfortable, is it really required for like what a two minute scene? You know, and again, to your comment about favorite porn stars, like, you know, people have favorite porn stars, favorite athletes, favorite actors musicians you go to those areas to watch them like i'm not expecting to see kanye west or drake in uh, a movie if i do see them oh it'll be something else like i don't expect to see them on a basketball court you know those are things that you don't expect like you go to the specific avenue where they are to get what it is that you want from them and that's it so you know these people can cross over obviously but like there's porn movies, there's music, there's acting, like there's just like whatever movies we watch, I don't even know what you would call them, like just stick to those lanes, man, and leave it alone. Because even before, like like some people don't like seeing it, 
Like that's all it is. Like, or it, is that not a problem? And it's very awkward when you have to watch these scenes too with your parents. You know, when you're watching a movie with them, it's just like, oh my god. Like it's just, why? Yeah, I guess so. I but I I agree with you. Like, it doesn't with or without it, it doesn't enhance the it. Like I know the show should still be great. Like I know Power, for instance, it has. A lot of those scenes, but I know with or without it, it would still be one of the top shows out there. Exactly. That's all it is. If it's a good show, it's a good show. If it's a bad show, it's a bad show. You don't need it. That is true. So uh, you mentioned uh, Kanye. So perfect way to segue over. So uh, we all know now that Pete Davis and Kim Kardashian, they have... Uh, called it quits um quicker than i actually thought it would have been to be honest um sad news sad news um and apparently you know pete davis is going through some tough times right now apparently he checked into some uh to some institution and his uh, show in Toronto has also have been canceled. So it's pretty crazy stuff that's going on right now. I never knew Kim had that type of effect on people. You're missing the big thing about this. Um, the fact that Kanye posted up about it and people are attacking him now. Because um, I can't, like, I know that was taken down. Like, I, I should have saved it when I saw it. But I didn't save it. And then it's no longer there. But, like, he said something, um, like, it, it implied that, like, it's over, the relationship is over. But I think he may have done it in a way where it's, like, he died or something. And then a lot of people are just saying, like, especially when you add in the mental health break, that this is, like, over the top by Kanye. So when it comes to this specific thing... I remember talking about it a few weeks ago when I was like, scorned lovers usually, you know, they're probably the worst people to put a microphone in front of when you ask them about their former partner moving on. Facts. So Facts. It's, it's just like, this is part of the stuff that you would expect. He did disappear for a bit. For I'm assuming it had to do because of this nonsense, like the relationship. Now that the relationship is done, it's just like now it's impacting Pete. This is just like a mess, man. Like, I don't know. I, I know everyone deserves happiness, you know, especially when it comes to relationships. But like, how many guys does she have to date before guys start to realize, man, that maybe she's not the one? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know it. Yeah, yeah, Ron, man. A, you know, get being in a relationship and it not working out it could hit people and it can hurt people um you know he was on a kevin hart a show a show yeah yeah a show hosted by kevin hart and he actually told kevin hart how he wanted to have children and hey i'll be honest man when someone says hey i want to have kids it's a big thing you know so for him to say that and then this this happened i want to say maybe a few weeks ago and then you know finding kim and i personally think i personally think that maybe he wasn't he didn't really have those strong feelings for kim but let's be real kim is a beautiful uh woman right so if you get the opportunity to date a beautiful woman and you're single and she's rich and she's iconic you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take the opportunity but then after being around her and everything like that he probably those feelings began became began sorry to build and you know and then maybe he popped the question or maybe he said hey i want to have kids and she probably said nope and then it's done so I feel it for the man, you know, could have, you know, he, he would have been on the mountaintop if he, if he, you know, got one with Kim. So, yeah. I feel that anybody in a relationship 
gets a little bit hurt when the relationship ends at the minimum or a lot hurt at the maximum. (laughs) So it just depends on how you feel for the person. And that's all it is, you know, like, especially when it comes to Pete, he doesn't appear or he wasn't with her for that long, it seems. So maybe he's, you know, the type of person that, you know, when he's feeling something like he feels real hard, because I know that there's some people I've had a lot of conversations with some people when they get into relationships, they are like even dating. It's like they go, uh, they dive straight into a swimming pool type thing. Like they just go all in. They don't dip their toe in to see. They just jump all in. So maybe he could be that type of person. And if that's the case, you know, the fact that this relationship ended prematurely is not good for him. And that's what I'm thinking. Um, It's unfortunate, man. But like, again, like I said, how many people do you need to see her with before you start to realize, you know, like, even that I saw a clip, not I think it's from the show on Disney Plus, but like I saw it on Instagram where it's like she can. It, I think she said that you can just always find a new partner. It's it's easier to find a new partner, but not easy to find kids. Like I think I saw something like that. So it's just like man, that's the type of person you're with, man. It's not good. It's not good if you're someone that crushes or falls hard. Yeah. Well. It is what it is, you know. Let's be real, Kim. There, there's always a limit, you know, and everybody knows that limit, and everyone has a limit. Um, but Ron, just, just, just picture, like, you know, you find a girl, like he's already rich, he's already famous, so he's already living a better. Nine out of ten, I would say that he's already he's seeing things and enjoying things that we have yet to experience. Now you date someone who most people would probably say is maybe not in his class. Right. And she has more money. So she's making you see things that you probably have never, you never have ever seen before. Right. So yeah, it's, and since they're older, it's easier to fall in love and, you know, want to move a bit faster, you know, with age. So, but I think he'll be fine. He'll recover. Now he'll just find another girl who's just even better. And that's what he has to do. And, you know, you bounce back. That's the best way to bounce back, you know, find someone else. Yeah, that's all it is. Hopefully he does find somebody else. All right. So, Ron, uh, I sent you a clip of um, that guy working out at the gym Um, and he had he looked very spottish, Um, you know. And there was a comment and it said, I hope this isn't monkeypox. So you guys, I if if you can still see it, then you're lucky because I know, Ron, you said it, it, it came down, correct? Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not following them or something, but I couldn't find it, whatever you sent. Okay, well, it's just, if you're sick, you guys stay home, honestly. And I think when it comes to these confined, I I can't say a gym is really confined, but certain places that are a bit tight, more like stores size, you need to be able to, I don't know, maybe temperature, skin check. Um, I don't know, maybe check for, I think that's a bit of a push to check if people have taken the uh, the vaccine or um, not not taken the vaccine, but have taken the, the test. I think that's a bit of an extreme, but at least a skin test and a temperature check you should be able to conduct before you let someone in your establishment. Well, like... Again, it's the same thing with the whole COVID thing and the way that the world was before previously, where people were sick, they just went out, you know, if you, they didn't really care, but like there's certain things, like if you had lice in your hair, you had chicken pox, you have like any like serious fever, the flu, like not even the flu, but like if you have a serious fever, like those are the only times back in the day that you would be forced to stay in. 
or stay home. Like people would ask you to stay home. Everything else, it was like up to your own discretion. And like COVID showed us like to some degree, the pandemic, you know, all of this stuff, like maybe we shouldn't be so quick to get out there, you know, all the time because we can spread easily. But that video, like when you screen recorded it and I saw like, you know, that's, that's some questionable stuff, especially when you see the monkeypox stuff, that's some questionable stuff on his arm. And this man's in the gym just doing that. Like, uh, like, I don't know, man, like you can't, can you tell people to get out, you know, just because it looks like they have something <laughs> it, like, I remember at the city of Brampton, it was hard to tell people to get out when they smelt like badly where people <laughs> complained it's hard so can you imagine if you see somebody's arms and you're like yo can you get out it looks like you have monkeypox like how would that go yeah but i think i think in a situation like this ron you need to tell that person you gotta go yeah the person smells bad yo deal with it spray some lysol for breeze it whatever but yo just deal with it you know once they leave It'll air out in 30 minutes. You're good. You know, but monkey pox, Ron, like more videos are coming out showing people's skin condition with the with the virus. And it is not pretty. Like, oh my goodness. Like you know, my heart, <laughs> Ron, my heart so like Ron, my heart goes out to those people. Like, yo, like I I hope all the best for them. Like, yo, they're in my prayers. Like Ron, nah, it doesn't. And they say like those, those, the, the bumps, it hurts. Each bump individually hurts. Like, man, yo, yo, I feel bad for those people, man. Like, yo, it sounds like you're not going out anytime soon, eh? Like, Ron, I, yo, just my prayers go out to those people, you know. And like, yo, you guys, like, eat your vitamins, wash your hands. You know, if you don't have to be in groups, of, if you don't, I'm not saying you got to mask up and glove up, you know, but just, yo, be smart. You know, you, I'm not saying every weekend go out to parties, you know, but like, I'm not saying don't live in, don't be a turtle and live in your shell. Enjoy your life, but you'll just, just be smart about it. Like if you don't have to, you'll stay home, bring a friend over Netflix. You don't have to add the chilling part, you know, but just, <laughs> you know, just enjoy yourself man because yo ron that nah man that's not that's not pretty no it's not yeah you actually sound really scared right now ron it's like yo i had chicken pox before and yo that that scared me you know but like these monkey pox it's not just a like a like it's not just a red dot like these things pop out these things are like Ron, they look like, 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 I'm not even trying to make a joke, but they're like little nipples, you know, <laughs> all over your body, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, come on, like, you don't need that, you know, Manuel, and like, you look like, it looks like a zit, like you want to pop it, like it's, it's white, oh, it's not, it's not pretty, man, I know, we know from chicken pucks, like I've had it before, I think, I, my, older sister had it twice if my memory serves right like it's not like pretty at all i know this so it's just like i can only imagine what monkey pox are I, I i don't want it i don't want it anywhere near me i get it if i saw that guy in the gym i'd leave the gym i would not touch the spray bottle he touched just be safe <laughs> like i'm just getting out of there i'm not trying to deal with any of that but yo, Ron, I'm, I want I'm, I want to be real, and in the video you see how he's wiping the the machine. Mm -hmm. You notice that how he he had that he he used one he used a whole lot of paper and he had that drenched. So usually when people are guilty, they'll overcompensate. So. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I don't know. To like, be really the, honest. Like, the look like Planet Fitness. I'm not going there, so I don't go you, there. When, when someone's cleaning, just you don't have to answer, but I want you to really think about this. Have you ever seen someone cleaning a machine and had the paper towel that drenched? I don't answer. Just think about it, you know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> 
All right. So since we're on the whole workout topic, uh, Serena Williams. Uh, okay. Quits. Goat. It, uh, I'm, I'm okay saying that. She's one of the goat tennis players. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like her, the things that she has done, um, you have to put her in the goat conversation. You know, I, I'm one of those people, one of those few people that believe in multiple goats. You know, you can have multiple goats, right? It's not, it doesn't always have to be one, two, three, four, five, or it doesn't have to be per every 10 years. I believe there could always be multiple goats. So yeah, she's definitely even though she was one one uh major short, um, you know, she called it quits, you know. Very proud of her, you know. She did well for the community and all those female future athletes out there. So proud of her. Yeah, man, she's definitely a really good tennis player. I did get to see her once in my lifetime. I okay. really enjoyed watching her play. She was really good. Especially like in a sport that was not dominated by black people and her and her sister just dominating it. That's something that it gave hope because I feel like, um, especially when you were younger, like you didn't really see much diversity in sports, like in a sport, like tennis, like even like golf, like they're in my level, in my mind, they're equal to like someone like Tiger Woods because they dominated sports where there wasn't many black people, if any, before and then they came in took over the sport dominated it it's like no questions asked so like she's a great athlete all the stuff she's doing outside of there is outside of sports is really good too. her and her sister it's like it's just like it's sad because like i feel like now i'm starting to actually start feeling old because a lot of people that like i grew up watching especially in sports are like old they're retiring like it's just happening. So it's like sad to see, but like, it's also, I'm also really excited to have gotten a chance to see her play. So congratulations. I know she's playing in the U S open. Hopefully she's able to, you know, do something, pull a Kobe, you know, his last game, 60 point game. Mm. Maybe she can get to the finals and win. I don't think it's likely, but like I'm crossing my fingers that she can. Hey, um, Serena, when Serena plays, you can't touch the TV. She stays on. Um, you know, and I don't even want to take anything away from Serena, but her, Venus, Tiger Woods, what they did, and, and you just talked about it, you know, a sport that wasn't dominated, and they came in, they killed it. Like, I remember, like, I didn't even like golf. And I remember there was one weekend when I think Tiger won his first major, I believe. It was early. Like, I was still living in Toronto. I wasn't even in Brampton yet. And seeing him get that green jacket. It was raining outside. And, yo, all my uncles were there, cousins. And, like, they all, like, were in shock. They just watched it. Like, those were some big moments. And Serena... Man, goat, goat, goat. Um, yo, remember Ron? She played while pregnant. No, I know. That's like um, playing softball, playing co-ed softball. Apparently, like that's a, that's a big no-no. But the fact that she was able to do that is impressive. The fact that she was able to come back after being pregnant is impressive. I know she hasn't won a major since you know, coming back from her pregnancy, but the fact that she's able to even compete, she's like 40, you know, like it's, it's not easy. You know, I, I'm going through it now, like as an adult, like, you know, as I've gotten older, it's actually become a lot harder and I'm not playing nearly as high of a level of sport as she is, you know, so I can only imagine how hard it is, especially after having a baby. So, you know, kudos to her, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Serena, big up, big up. Um, so still on the uh soccer, uh sports topic, uh, we're gonna switch over to World Cup. Um, so a lot of problems, Ron. I I always knew like when the Olympics, cause there's always that conversation. Oh, the Olympics is coming. Look at all the money. Uh, you know these countries waste. Build these big 
fancy arenas and then they're never used. I remember um, it was, I think for one of our programs, they talked about the bird's nest and how it was just being wasted. Um, Like you actually see like birds actually creating the nest in the stadium, which is... It's bad in uh, Brazil, too, because they built some stadiums for the World Cup in 2014. They used some in 2016. Um, they built a stadium in the Amazon, in the rainforest. And, like, it's like a hike to get up there. So it's just in the rainforest, just chilling. Why, why don't they use the same stadiums that are already available? Because FIFA... Space. No, FIFA has specific rules when it comes to what qualifies as a World Cup stadium for the men's. Okay, so there's a tier system. Like, the men's have the best stadiums. Like, for a World Cup final, I feel like your stadium has to have a minimum seating of, like, 60,000, maybe even 80. Minimum seating. Okay? So, and it has to have natural grass. It, It has to be, like, massive. It has to be nice and new, like... It's crazy. So, like, there's very few stadiums in the world that can actually, you know, be used for, like, things like the World Cup finals and stuff like that for the men's. So, these countries always have to build stadiums or, like, make their older stadiums, like, way better. That's the only way that they're ever going to be able to host the tournament, you know. So, if you don't have any, you got to build them. And that's what's happening in Qatar, or that's what's happened in Qatar. That's what's happened in Brazil, Russia, everywhere that they've had World Cups. Can't they use, uh, like, uh, where is it? What is it? The Dallas Cowboys Stadium? Can't they use No, that? so for the, the World Cup in 2026, I feel like America, America, because of football, they have a lot of stadiums that qualify because, uh, like, football stadiums are far bigger than um just like like i guess the soccer like because bmo field doesn't have that many people so like technically we can't host a world cup like playoff game like or a final because we don't have a stadium that big that qualifies that's natural grass too so i think dallas cowboy stadiums can qualify i know that a couple of stadiums for college football can qualify they i think los angeles they have the call the new coliseum where the rams play now like that qualifies so like for that world cup it's fine but in qatar i don't think they had a single one so they actually had to build every single one for this world cup okay but no some crazy things uh with what you sent me yeah Uh, man how how people are dying one report is saying a lot of people are dying the other report is saying oh only just two which is crazy and yeah like yeah. you want to you want to dive in a bit more about this yeah so like with that specific thing that's something that I was reading up on like years ago so over there like they brought in a bunch of migrant workers to come build the stadiums and a, like because of the weather conditions they and like what is alleged is that they didn't treat the people well so it's like these guys were working even though they probably shouldn't have been working and a bunch of them were dying and like reports say i think they have three people died but then people are saying somewhere in the hundreds have died as a result of this that's crazy whether it's true or not like honestly will we ever really know you know i don't know um they're also saying that um no alcohol is allowed in the stadium during like having been to um like europe to watch soccer before like i know like for like champions league games at least in england they don't serve alcohol during the games like in the like the seating like they don't want people to have it in the seats like at all and they don't even serve alcohol during like champions league games because there's people from different countries that come for those games so i guess it could get a little bit more hostile so they don't serve it there but they serve it outside um, the good thing for people that do drink is that they have designated areas where you can drink, but it's not going to be in the stadium, which is definitely completely different from what people are used to. Um, there's also like issues because people are concerned, um, especially people in the LGBTQ community. Um, they're concerned because there are a lot of supporters, 
supporters groups with uh, professional soccer teams and even international teams. So uh, when they are there, they always wave their flags. They bring their flags. A lot of these people are concerned about going to Qatar and then having to deal with whatever they're going to deal with. So a bunch of them aren't really going. Um, also, they were saying that there's not that many hotels that are affordable too. That's another issue. And having been someone that tried to go to a World Cup, I don't think anything is affordable during a World Cup. So if these guys are complaining, it must be crazy. <laughs> but like, that's what it is. And um, yeah, it's just the fact that they even had to move it to the winter because of the heat in the summer, like people are even saying like, I, I like I was talking to one of my friends and there was articles about how in order to play the World Cup in the summer, what they would need to do was, you know, have these air conditioners, you know, like in stadiums, like so that a stadium that is an outdoor stadium is just like blowing this crazy amount of like, I guess, cold air so that the conditions would be like under 30 degrees Celsius. That's like crazy. People are talking about, you know, using weather machines to create clouds or something. I was just like, yo, is this stuff possible? This is crazy. But nonetheless, they put this in the winter to avoid those weather conditions. It's just like a whole lot of stuff that people are seeing with this World Cup. It just seemed like they moved like earth they they had to like move the world just to get this thing to be in qatar it's crazy i i swear we were always told that when the ac is on the windows are closed so yeah man i don't know what was up like an ac stadium that like i and i don't even think it was gonna have a dome it's just like come on but like can you imagine playing soccer in 50 degree heat man like holy Especially all the Europeans, man. <laughs> like these guys coming over there, they they roast. I don't think they'd be able to compete. Like I think an African or an Arab team would win the World Cup just because of the heat. Mm, playing to their elements. That's great. That's good. Yeah. So they lost their advantage. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Advantage on. Advantage on. Right. You gotta. You gotta be able to play. Thug it. Thug it out. You know. Thug it out. Thug it through. <laughs> um but does i wonder what type of like consideration um fifa takes and when it comes to selecting where the, uh, the this tournament's gonna happen there was a whole issue with that too so they basically so at that time normally back then they would always bid for one world cup but then they did a bid for two world cups and then I think England came in second for this one. And then Russia got the one before. So it, apparently there was a whole bunch of like money being transferred. Like there was a whole scandal. So people don't even think that this World Cup should have been there because of all the foolishness. They basically paid off a bunch of people to get this World Cup. That's what was alleged. And a lot of the FIFA officials at the time too got, they're like, some of them are in prison. Some of them are just kicked out. So something happened to get this World Cup in Qatar. So I, I don't know. Like, it just, like, the, this just needs to go. Hopefully everything goes smoothly. There's no issues. And that's that, you know? You know what? I I agree with you 100%. There's a lot of question marks and a lot of what ifs and hopefully and just a lot of uncertainty but hopefully everything just runs smooth because if not this is going to be global news like like everywhere we'll be talking about this everywhere trust me yep uh so tall home in richmond hill <laughs> um yo ron so so everyone so to put some context to this um there's a there's a new built home um being built in Richmond Hill. Uh the owner his name was Is it like uh, Matthew or something? I don't even I'm trying to find it but I can't find it but I'll tell you afterwards. So he's building this home, right? He wants to build his home. The main focus is for his family, right? And 
again, the, in his community, the houses are more flat. They're more bungalow style. But with his house, he's building some stories to this. And Ron, I'm not going to lie. Because of the height, it does look like something out of Frankenstein. But I know the house will still increase <laughs> the value in the area, hopefully. But Bro. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it is different. That house is huge, man. Like, and the funny thing about it is that they have bylaws or like permits or certain guidelines that you're supposed to follow with this. So this person, the highest height you can have for a house in that area is 11 meters. He went like 10.87 meters. Then it's like the biggest that your house can be on the lot is I think it could only take up about 40% of the lot. And then this house takes up 39.7%. It's like this man literally just, it, you know, like it's it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, like he kind of, you know, like when you push the limit, you just go as far as you can. But like, it's questionable. This, everything about this is crazy. I don't know why the house needs to be that big. It's just super weird, um, and it doesn't look good. Even when you look at all the houses around, it's like this house is like three times the size of the houses next to it. Like, can you imagine if the house isn't built poorly and something were to happen, that thing flew over? My goodness, man. It's crazy. It makes sense why he did it. It makes sense. You know what his name is? Michael. It's always Michael's, man. It's always Michael's that are giving everyone a hard time around them, man. What's going on here? No, 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 no. We we are... Do you watch Rick and Morty? No, I do not. Ah, oh, man. Okay, so Michael's, we're like Rick. You know, we're, we are an elite being um, where we are far more superior uh, than, than all. And, you know, we, we think at a different level, you know, and some people don't like it. Some people do like it and some people may not be able to understand. So you see, he, as we can see, Michael played within the rules. Yes, he's being different. Some people might even say he's being difficult, but he is still playing within the rules and he's going to make a masterpiece. Michelangelo. This guy's Ooh. a weirdo, man, just like you. And when you say he's at a different level or, or Michael's are at a different level, the question is, which level are they on? Are they on a lower level? <laughs> are they on a higher level? Or are they just in a level that nobody in this galaxy knows about? Like, that's the question, man. Uh, let me, it's the, it's the level that nobody in this galaxy, galaxy knows about. Yeah, I can tell, man. Sometimes Why I don't do know think? where I am with you. you know, I don't know what's going on. Hey, just remember, one of the greatest names ever. You got Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Michael Phelps, Michael the Archangel, Michael me. Come on, man. Michael you. Bro, come like on, me. man. Like, like, you know. The question is, who doesn't fit in? It's you. You want me to tell you you want me to tell you a story what happens? Okay, so when 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 we're all being, you know, formed, right? We go in this 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 little this little pot and each Michael goes in the pot, grabs an ability, and that's the ability that we just naturally uh become great at. And that's what happens. It all happens at birth. Have you watched the Umbrella Academy? No. You should watch it, man. Like the like superhero stuff, like Teen Titans. I guess it's like that, man. But all the Michaels, it's like that. You're describing yourself like that. You're just great because, like, what is this, man? Stop it. Sorry. No, no, stop it. What? What am I doing so wrong? All right, let me just pivot now. Um, Kevin Durant, yo, you keep talking about this trade, man. You see all the news that happened with him? Yeah. Um, throwing his uh, coach and GM under the bus. 
I found that quite funny, to be honest. Why? How? I, like, honestly, man, like, everyone in the NBA always asks for a trade nowadays. Kevin Durant requested a trade. And then instead of just trading him and getting whatever you can for him, these guys are trying to rob teams. Rob teams. Then he flat out just comes on and says he doesn't want to be there. Or else you have to fire the coach and GM. So now it's like the price for him, I'm telling you, is going lower and lower. And now they're going to have to accept one of those offers that they didn't want to accept previously. That's my thought process on this. You might as well just trade him. He doesn't like you guys, I guess, competitively. Maybe not personally, but not competitively. Just get rid of him, man, and just move on. Trade him, trade Kyrie. You know, trade him to the Raptors for whatever we're willing to give you, and then we'll move on. Do you think KD will start the season with Brooklyn? Because that's what all that matters. The, the thing about it is that, like, can you even have him there? Hey, Philly had Ben Simmons. Houston had James Harden, right? And those are the. But it's different, and, you know. Yeah, because the never Lakers are going to have Westbrook. So, but like those players never called out the coaches. They the coaches all called out the play called out Ben Simmons in his scenario. James Harden just didn't want to be there anymore, and Russell Westbrook never wanted to leave. It's just that he's not playing at the level that they anticipated. So Kevin Durant has requested a trade. He's thrown. He basically said he wanted to throw out the coach and GM. Um, the owner basically said, F off. It's my team. I'm going to do what I want to do. And the funny thing about it is the person that is most valuable in this scenario is Kevin Durant. So it's kind of interesting that this is probably the first time I've ever seen an owner back the coach and the GM. It's very interesting to see, but these guys better trade him, man, because Honestly, this is too much nonsense. Now you're going to add in Kyrie drama, Ben Simmons drama, and Kevin Durant drama? I'm telling you, that's way too much, man. And I don't think Steve Nash is equipped to handle this. No way. I know he's a, he was a great player, but he's not. He, he wasn't really a coach before this, so I don't think he has enough experience to deal with these uh, personalities. They're all strong personalities. You know, they seem to have you know, wear their emotions on their sleeves. So it's just like, it just seems like it's way too hard for him to navigate. Um, The only way I see it happening, KD being traded, is that he needs to take some form of action. Like he needs to make the situation constantly become worse. Like as we saw, Ben Simmons, he just completely quit, right? James Harden, he became fat. And started quitting on the team, which forced their, which forced uh, the the franchise to trade them. We have the famous Vince Carter situation, right? We have um, other situations, right? I I heard uh, Dwight Howard situation. So that's the only way I could see KD. But if KD, you know, they 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 mentioned the whole Kobe situation where Kobe's like, hey, you know, I wanna, I wanna leave, and I'm never gonna play for the Lakers again, but. He still played, and they still won two titles after that. So, I feel like it's I, I different. I don't know because, like Kobe, they chose Kobe over Shaq, so Kobe knew that he had all the leverage at that point. You know, so they couldn't trade him. They just had to, you know, basically adhere to whatever his request was. They brought back Phil Jackson. They did a good thing in trading for Pau Gasol. That trade is one of the most lopsided trades ever. Maybe not because they got Marc Gasol back, but at the time it seemed lopsided. And then they won championships, you know, like that worked out. But like with Kevin Durant, like this team is definitely a contender if he plays. Um, so if winning is his biggest priority, it doesn't really make sense for him to leave like realistically and if i was you know sean marks it would be easier to fire the coach than to trade kevin durant or durant because you're never going to get back what you think is equitable value and if that's the case then you might as well just fire the coach 
If I was the owner, that's that's the easiest thing to do in sports, man. It's easier to fire the coach than to trade players. You can't, like, because you'll never get back the value, you know? And, like, I'm looking at baseball, for example. I don't, I know you don't watch it that much, but there's a player called Juan Soto. He's probably, like, the best, one of the best players. I'd say top 10 for sure, maybe top 5, easily best players. He said he wasn't going to re-sign with his current team. He has three years left under contract. These guys traded San Diego Padres. They traded for him, and they gave four of their best prospects and then they gave a, a fifth too so all these players are like drafted like first overall first over, like first round early draft picks they traded every single one of them to get this one player and then another player to add into the deal and right now they're struggling you know so there's no guarantee if you pay these prices that you're going to automatically be a success especially in the case of the raptors like what I'm hearing is Pascal and OG plus like seven, four plus, plus, plus draft picks, man. Like no team's going to give that, especially if he doesn't play. You know what I mean? Just take what you can or fire the coach. My God. So, so pretty much you're saying that KD will be traded before the season starts, correct? If they, uh, uh, that's my bet now. At first, I didn't think it, but like if I like – they should do it and they should lower their asking price. But like knowing how these guys are, they're probably going to keep him. He's probably not going to play. And then they're going to wait till the trade deadline when somebody's desperate or close to, and then they're going to throw a little bit more at them for the trade. It's just ridiculous. But 34 year old Kevin Durant, he's a great, great player, but like not sitting out for as many games as he may have to in order to get traded like are you truly going to be a contender if you trade for him if he hasn't played for that long i don't think so at least not right away we have to that's that's the only way i see him because if he still decides to play because they have they still somewhat have a good team Kyrie still on the roster he'll probably leave after this season you still got ben simmons they signed tg warren they got Royce O'Neal. They got Seth Curry. They got they got some bodies over there. So, but they're gonna have to give up some of those players in order to you know get as much as they want back from these trades, man. Because there's no way they're getting what they're asking for unless if they start giving up players to other players in addition to this. So, so who do you think? Is, which team ultimately? Since you think that KD will be traded. It's um, the only teams that can actually seriously do it are, I feel like the Raptors. I think Boston can. And I feel like those are the only options right now, if I'm being honest with you, because I feel like every other team, in order to make the trade, they're going to have to strip down significant pieces on their core. And I, I do feel like these teams are going to give down, give core pieces, like someone like a Jalen Brown, like they mentioned, or like, you know, Pascal, OG, like they're core pieces on the team. But like, you know, the Phoenix Suns, like Phoenix can't get him. Like they, like they have, like how many players making like over 30,000 or 30 million? Like they, you can't trade them because if you take away from them, your team absolutely has no chance of winning. You know what I mean? So... I think those are the teams, but ideally, if I was a team I'd like to see him play on, is probably Portland. I think him and Damon Lillard would be fun to see. Very true. I, there, there were reports about him going to Philly, right? There's no, no, also no, that's not happening, man. How the hell can you go to Tobias? New Orleans. Come on, Tobias man. and Maxi. Bro, that's like, like I'm not, I'm not doing it because James Harden and Kevin Durant didn't work before. You can't put all your eggs in one. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Three people that had injury histories in the past two seasons, or injury issues in the past two seasons. Three players. It can work. But three players. You need depth to win. You need some depth because these guys need to be healthy in the playoffs, and then that's when they carry you. You need to get there. If you have that much invested in those three players, like it's too much, man. It's very risky, in my opinion. Fair, fair, fair. I agree with you. All right. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about today? 
Mm, no, not really, man. Um, yeah, like, it's just pretty, just in, you know, like, oh, I saw that Toronto had a power outage downtown, actually. That's something I just want to bring up quickly. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yo, I don't know what's going on, man. Like, power outages, I know it's been really hot, so then that could, maybe there's some sort of surge going on, but, like, you, when you put in that, you add in the Rogers stuff, like, this has not been a good year um, when it comes to, like, um, tech, energy, like, whatever, man. It's just been really, really suspect. Um, I always heard that they, certain, like, regions have brownouts, scheduled brownouts, uh, just because of the heat. And remember, you know, I don't think all of our appliances and outlets and just the way how our communities are wired for so many people to be working from home, right? It's true. It's true. But I don't know what's going on, man. They need to figure this stuff out, man. If we're relying on this type of stuff for this, like for everything now, we got to do better. Agreed. Agreed completely. Agreed completely. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Knowledge and Nonsense. Episode 70. Remember to share review and like and also leave us a little message and uh continue to share us uh thank you and take care and hope to hear hope that you can hear us very soon all right later guys later